0: All right. I think we are live. As my voice cracks, I think we are live here. Uh, This is Nathan Holritz, host of the Boca Podcast, CEO over at Photographer's Edit. It is wonderful to have you here today. It's wonderful to be back here on our live stream at the Boca Podcast. And yes, we are live streaming. So for those of you who are listening to the audio version after the fact, we usually publish the audio version about a week after. Just know that these are also live streams. So you can go to facebook.com slash boca podcast B-O-K-E-H podcast. On Facebook and watch the replay of the live stream. There are going to be visual elements. Certainly, the interaction, the conversation. I'm pulling up websites, maybe sharing graphics or otherwise. There are going to be a visual. There's going to be a visual element to the live stream that is, and maybe not necessarily better, but certainly a different experience than the audio. So make sure to come join us next time for our live streams. And by the way, we announce the upcoming live streams on Instagram at instagramcom book podcast as well. Make sure you're following us there. If you aren't already now, just very quickly, I want to highlight something that we have begun highlighting here over the last two or three episodes, and that is just an encouragement really for all of us, for those of you listening in for us as a photography industry to give back, to take advantage of an opportunity or opportunities to give back in some form or fashion. I know many of us running a business or maybe multiple businesses have limited time, but The reality is that there are different ways that we can give back. And this was highlighted, honestly, by my friend, Sean Lee. I'm going to pop his image up here on the screen from episode 464. I had Sean on and the privilege of having Sean on. Sean has really inspired me to think more about how I can... Think about making a difference through my business. I know this kind of looks funny right now. Actually, for those of you watching the live stream, it's my hands, Sean's face. Uh, that, that's kind of hilarious. But anyway, uh, Sean, good friend and ultimately an inspiring leader in our industry who is encouraging businesses to get involved in giving back, more specifically in community, For the time being, that was kind of an overwhelming concept for me because I feel like I'm juggling so much already. And I I told Sean this, he was super encouraging and gracious, but where I have found that I can continue to give back, because this is an organization that I've been giving to for a number of years now, is with a company called, or an organization called Charity Water. And just very quickly before I introduce my guest for today, I, I want to... Highlight this this uh, company, and we'll just pull it up here on the screen charitywater.org. Now, we don't have any direct tie to the company the organization. I'm not involved in the organization, I just give to it. And this is one example of a company that you can give to in some way find to give back, find ways to give back. This is a company you can do that to very simply. And at, at the end of the day, it's interesting, as many needs and challenges, and certainly important discussions that we're having politically or otherwise in our culture and, and around the world. The very root level, if we don't have clean drinking water, nothing else is relevant. And it's amazing, uh, based on the stats that Charity Water shares, that it's about three-quarter of a billion people that lack basic access to clean and safe drinking water. That's a mind-blowing concept. So anyway, I've been giving to this organization. I only highlight this here because I want to encourage you all, listening in, watching live potentially to also find a way to give back. And it's not about a lot of money. In fact, I'm, I, told, I told you all I would do this, continue to do this, before each Boca podcast episode live stream that I would give to Charity Water. You can see a receipt from my gift today. It's only $40, not a lot of money. $40 means that somebody gets clean drinking water. And it's those kinds of small things that we can do that in this case don't even take that much time, but then enable us to give back. I just want to encourage all of our community to look for ways to do that. And that's all. And shout out again to Sean Lee for being such an inspiration and really pushing me and encourage me in that realm. All right. Enough of me rambling on my own. I want to introduce my guest for today who has been super patient uh, in the meantime as I'm <laughs> rambling on. Madison Banks is here. Madison, thank you so much for making time to hang out with us. Actually, come back for a second time to hang out with us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. I feel like since the last episode, there has been so many changes, and uh, yeah, so I can't wait to talk about that, um, and you just kind of see you know, all the things that have changed, and um, what I've definitely learned from listening to myself over and over and over again from the original <laughs> book podcast that okay. did. <laughs> well,
0: and so I'm glad that you bring that up, because we'll just make note that for everybody listening in who didn't listen to the first interview with Madison, this was over a year ago, but episode yeah. 408, we actually published it in mm-hmm. July, I think we actually recorded it a little bit before that. Yeah. Um, but episode 408, we'll link to it in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. But Madison, you were, you were super new. I mean, I guess really in mm-hmm. the scheme of things, still relatively new to the industry. Yeah. But you were super yeah. new at the time. You'd experienced a certain amount of success and you were gracious mm-hmm. enough to come and share how you'd gotten to that place in business. But mm-hmm. as we all kind of learn as entrepreneurs, and I've been in it now for about 20 years, it's not always smooth sailing. <laughs> and, no. And, and really, a lot of, I mean, as cliche as it sounds... How we handle those challenges or in the context of today's conversation, something that we might label as a failure or a set of failures has a big part to do with ultimately how successful we become as <sighs> business owners, right? Yes, um, yes. So you've been kind enough. You, you actually reached out to me just to break the fourth wall for everybody listening and watching. Mm-hmm. Madison reached out to me about a month or so ago and she's like, hey, so much has happened since the last podcast. I'd love to come back and talk about really how failure is an opportunity to learn and how i also am able to step beyond those who criticize me or naysayers in the end and still create mm-hmm. a a business or run a business. So we're going to get into the mm-hmm. details of that. Um, here in fact we should just jump right in because there's a lot to cover. Yeah. Are, yes. are you ready to go? Yes,
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go.
0: <laughs> okay, so so we're going to talk about failure. We're going to talk about dealing with criticism from outside. But mm-hmm. outside of those two big ideas, what would you say is the biggest lesson? Like if, if you had the chance to, let's say I'm a brand new photographer, right? So talk to me like I'm mm-hmm. a brand new photographer. If you were talking to a brand new photographer who's trying to get in business or is just starting and they're like, I don't know which end is up. I'm trying to figure out how to make this mm-hmm. thing work. Yeah, What would be the first piece of advice or the big idea that you've learned in the last year that you would want to share with that photographer?
1: Well, you know, since when we published the last Bo- Boca podcast episode, there were a lot of listeners who, um, private messaged me on Instagram telling me, awesome. you know, how much they loved the episode and how much they learned from it, um, uh, that they were in the same kind of position, uh, mm. that I was in. I know I kind of put in there, like, I want to work all the time. Like how, when is this going to end that I just want to go, go, go all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it ends. It ended. It ends. <laughs> okay. Um, and you come to the point where you have to realize, um, and this is the number one thing that I would tell any new photographer mm. because, you know, if you have a family, you have to put them first. Mm. And your family is the most important thing in your life. If you're married, your marriage is the, you know, below. The- your priority of God, your marriage is, you know, the second biggest priority, even above your children. And, you know, if you're not going to make it, that doesn't work, then nothing else works and everything just crumbles Mm. to the ground. So I would always tell, you know, a new business owner, thank God my husband has been so supportive Mm. um, in the beginning because, you know, starting a business is hard and alone being a photographer is hard creating something that, you know, you don't want to look like everybody that's, it's just difficult. And, uh, so I would say, you know, you never want your pursuits to go in front of your marriage, your children, or, you know, anything else that's a part of your family. You definitely want that to come first because those are the people that are going to be there for you no matter what. So that's what I would tell any Mm -hmm. new photographer (laughs) to put your family first. And to understand that, you know, they're your cheerleaders. They're the ones that are going to be there for you, your friends, your closest friends. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I would what I would
0: say. <laughs> I, I love it. I, this is very yeah. much a reflection of really what the book of podcast is about, mm-hmm. what photographers edits about. I may have even said this to you at some point, Madison. But there are two big ideas that drive what I do as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Why photographers edit matters to me. Why the book of podcast matters to me. Why these other companies that I'm starting matter to me. Mm-hmm. It's two concepts. One is time, and the other is relationships. Yes, I know that, that, I mean, we talk quite a bit on the podcast about the significance of efficiency, right? How to Mm -hmm. have a more efficient workflow. And that sounds super nerdy to some people. It's Mm -hmm. not a sexy topic, but the reality is if we are more intentional and really intelligent about the way that we work, we maximize our efficiency. What that then does is it frees up time to do two things. One, certainly to focus on those things that actually grow our business. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, and to your point, it allows us to have the space to focus on relationships, which mm-hmm. there's really little that can can come in front of that, as you pointed out. So, yeah, it, being intentional as business owners for the sake of maximizing time, not just so we can sit around on our butt and watch Netflix, but mm-hmm. so that we can <laughs> do things certainly that that are helpful for our business.
1: And yes, is good too. <laughs> well, I was going to say,
0: and to take a break too. That's important too, for sure. But then ultimately, to, to devote to relationships, I, it's. I mean I could spend probably multiple hours just on that topic it's it's so yeah. huge and the last yeah. thing that we need to do is let our business drive away the opportunity to invest in those relationships. Mm-hmm. We we can work really hard at the end of the day. We can have a a a strong work ethic. I mean, this is something mm-hmm. that I've been especially kind of pushing even more for myself is is mm-hmm. to bring consistency to bear when it comes to even my work ethic. But at, yeah, it, we're not working forever. At the end of the day, what, what mm-hmm. do we have left in you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? We have relationships. Exactly. And just because you got to put 60, 80 hours a week and feel good about hashtag hustle right now yeah. <laughs> is going to have little bearing on those relationships mm-hmm. in the end of the day. And, and that's where yes. we do need to put our priority. So anyway, I, I don't mean to ramble. Your point no. is well taken. It's a great point. We're going to keep moving though because we do have a, a pretty kind of heavy couple of topics really to, yeah, to get into. We do. <laughs> we so do. <laughs> let's talk about first of all this concept of failure. And actually, you know what? Before we do, mm. I, I do want to highlight your Instagram account. So I'm going to pull this up here on the browser okay. for everybody that might be watching. For those of you that are listening, you can go to Instagram, of course, photography by Madison Banks, just like it sounds. M A D I S O N Banks. And, um, see Madison's truly beautiful work here. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really lovely feat. And, um, so make sure that you go check out Madison's work and you follow her there. And by the way, you can also go to Madison's website, which Madison, I think this is a, like a major upgrade uh, since yes. the last <laughs> podcast episode. It's beautiful. Who, who, did, who did your you. site for you?
1: yes so the amazing with grace and gold completely rebranded me um oh man and you know you look at that you look at that logo and you're like who is this who is this i know it's so crazy when they sent me this logo like full of it's like a rainbow logo yeah i was like this is me oh my god this is me this is exactly what I'm I'm just colorful. like I don't don't have a (laughs) a certain color. I can't choose. Like yellow, pink, blue. What do I I go with? So I just did all of them. And I feel like that's just kind of a reputation of me and my personality. I'm not just one one type of person. I'm just all these things all the time. So um, thanks. Yeah, I I absolutely adore it. They did amazing. It,
0: it, I mean, it really is beautiful, and and you make an interesting point, which is, you know, that the natural tendency, in fact, in design specifically, mm-hmm. the, I think the recommendation traditionally, anyway, is that you incorporate no more than two to three colors mm-hmm. in the creation, for example, of a website, but certainly the yeah. creation of a brand um, uh, logo, for example, mm-hmm. or a word mark, and mm-hmm. and yet they've, and I think what I'm seeing here is four colors, but they've managed to to yeah. do to to represent that variety, that color that you're talking about. And yet at the same time, it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's so well-designed. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually pulling those colors that they're using for the brand itself. And I, for anybody who's listening right now, I'm actually on the website. We're, we're scrolling. But even at the top of the page, the colors are you, you, the, have been pulled into the image. Or the other way mm-hmm. around, the images reflect the colors of the brand. It's it's just beautifully done.
1: Thank you. I love it. I, I can't take any credit credit for it but photos. Because with Grace and Gold, they did took care of everything. I mean, just I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but um, they're just they're incredible. They're incredible. I I've never had such a great experience uh, hiring someone to do something for me. Okay, Um, they they were amazing. Uh, I mean, incredible. So if you need a new website, just just go ahead and. Look them up, book their highest package, and just go with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. What is it? Okay. Just so go with it. For, for everybody that's listening right now, I have pulled <laughs> up the withgraceandgold.com website. Mm-hmm. And and just to be clear, I don't know this, this brand or this company, or at least not closely. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on Madison's recommendation, it sounds like a good way to go. So we'll yes. link to this site here in the show notes. I mean, their site in and of itself speaks to their ability with design. It's mm-hmm. beautifully, beautifully done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, seriously, Madison, congrats on the on the beautiful website. Thanks. It looks really, really great. And of course, we'll link to that in the show notes at bocapodcast.com for everybody listening in. All right, so on to... The topic at hand here. And by the way, we yes. we do have a comment from Chelsea. Chelsea says, love that logo and, and agreed. I mean no. it's it's beautifully done. So thanks for listening well, thank in, you. Chelsea, and commenting as well. And by yeah. the way, for everybody who is watching the live stream, part of the purpose of this live stream is for you to be able to actually have a conversation with us. Mm-hmm. Madison yeah. is so gracious to spend time with us. She's here to answer questions. If you have questions. Don't yeah, hesitate to all. pop those in the comments. Yeah, ask them all. She's been super transparent and gracious. I want <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, let's let's go with this Madison. So, let's talk about okay. failure actually first of all. Mm-hmm. When we talk about this concept of failure and experiencing failure, I'd love to define that word. You know, words are kind of an interesting thing. They mean different things mm-hmm. to different people. Let's give context to the conversation at hand. When we're talking about failure and we're actually titling this Failure Free Tuition for the School of Business, mm-hmm. what does that word failure actually mean to you?
1: Yeah, so failure is definitely something that's hard to talk about for anyone. Um and it's definitely hard for me to discuss. Um and we'll definitely talk about why I really wanted to talk about my failure today uh <laughs> later on, but I just feel like you, you know, failure failure is something that you will have all the time. Hmm. And you know, whether it be big or whether it be small, you will fail over and over and over again. Um you know, I have always defined a failure in two different ways. Okay, um, one being positive failure and one being negative failure. So positive failure being uh, when you make a mistake, but you don't let it overtake you or own you. You choose how you choose to take that failure and turn it into positive a positive thing that you do, whether it be correcting yeah. that mistake or um, learning from that mistake is the biggest thing that makes it a positive failure. Um, and then there's negative failure. And that's when you take the failure or the mistake that you've made and you completely let it on you. You shut down, you you know shut down your business and you're done and that's it. You just completely let it take over you. Now Obviously, all negative failure is not shut down your business failure, right? Sure, but sure. you know, you can let it take over you and you can sit in that failure and let it eat you alive, which yep. has happened to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, we that's fixate what on I, it, right? Like we just, we, yeah. we let it, we mm-hmm. just
0: sit there like, literally, maybe in some cases we're literally sitting and we're just fixating on that concept and it yeah. does, we allow it to eat us up.
1: Exactly. Um, If you completely just let negative failure, if you just completely let failure own you, you know, you're going to turn that into a negative form of failure and and it's not going to be good for anybody. Um, I know that when I make a mistake, it's like it, it I have learned to how to reinforce that failure into positive failure. But Mm. when I didn't know how to do that, I was affecting my family. I was Mm. affecting my business. Mm -hmm. I was affecting my future couples that had nothing to do with any of that whatsoever. So um, I think that's how I would kind of describe failure and how I would kind of separate positive and negative failure.
0: Okay. I I love the differentiation that you make there. Mm -hmm. And it's important to, to, I mean, first of all, what that does is it acknowledges our ability to frame that experience, right? Mm-hmm. So we can determine whether this is something that's going to be debilitating and eat us mm-hmm. up or we can yeah. frame that in such a way that we look for the opportunity to learn, we make mm-hmm. change and then we continue to move forward. And I would venture that's probably what you did, but we're going to talk about that here in just a second. And just for mm-hmm. context, I mean, I'm actually kind of curious uh, about your your perspective on this. I'm popping this up on the screen for anybody that's watching mm-hmm. the video, but the Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines failure, first of all, as omission of occurrence or performance, uh, mm-hmm. so failing to perform in some particular way, mm-hmm. um, a state of inability to perform a normal function. We talked about that earlier, where we're allowing this, this so-called failure, this experience to be debilitating mm-hmm. in nature, um, a lack of success, a falling short. Um, do any of these mm-hmm. terms kind of resonate with you or make sense in the yeah. context of this conversation? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Yes. A million times. Yes. Um, like I said, there can be failures where they're huge and, you know, maybe it, maybe it's something that's going to completely just wreck you and ruin you, but I don't think that you have to let it. I don't think that you have to just sit in it. You know, everybody, everybody on this planet earth has made a mistake, whether it be big or small. Um, and you know, as a Christian, Uh, I take failure, sin, same thing. Um, And, you know, no sin is greater than another. And so I always kind of take that into the failures as well. It's like, okay, this person failed big time, but they walked through it. They got through that failure. They turned it around. And I think that the more that you fail and the more that you show that you can turn that failure around, that's what defines you as a person and as a business owner completely.
0: Beautifully summed up. And so I I actually want to give further context to the conversation before we talk Mm -hmm. about specifically, practically how Mm -hmm. you kind of moved beyond those so-called failures. Let's further define what failure means to you. If you don't mind just sharing two or three examples of these so-called failures that you experienced in the last year.
1: Yes. Failure, obviously like I said earlier, it's not something I love admitting, um, but I think that there are people out there that they, they, these things have happened to them and they think that they're their only ones I know I did sure. when it yeah. happened to me sure I thought this is the I'm the only person in the world that this has happened to yeah. like I, i'm I'm gonna why me why why does this happen to me for example very first wedding that I one of one of my very first weddings that I ever got hired for um I, it was about two years ago I got home started editing. Clicked the wrong button on the camera and formatted the entire card. Um, oh, none of the no. images were none of the images were cold. None of the images were edited. Nothing was on my computer now. Thank God to people who are incredible. Oops, excuse me, sorry. Thank God to people who are incredible and know exactly what they're doing because all those images were saved and they were sent to the couple. So you know that was really great. But thanks to. That happening, I you know I did not have a correct post processing system. Mm. I did not know what I was doing. I was mm. not educated. I had no no reason <laughs> even taking on that wedding or being a part of that person's special day. Um, now they they don't know that this happened um, because they got all their images and they were beautiful. Um, but. You know, this happened to me, and I felt like I was dying on the inside. I don't know if any- <laughs> this has happened to anybody. I'm. Sh- it's obviously happened to other people, but uh, I was dying on the inside. I didn't know what to do. I sent the card off. All the cards, the cards were back, and they were all good, and all the images were back on the card. But you know, now I think I'm kind of like a technology, like obviously, besides. Headphones. I'm not very good at headphones, <laughs> but, <laughs> but technology-wise, post-processing-wise, I think I've nailed down on a post-processing system mm. very, very well. Mm-hmm. But I would not have been able to do that mm. if that had not happened to me. And so that's kind of why I always say, you know, the topic of this episode: failure is like free tuition. It's it's when you fail, you learn from it. And, or you could choose not to learn from it, but in my case, learn from it, knew exactly how to correct it. I took um, a class, or not a class, but learned from a few people what can I do to correct mm-hmm. this post processing system? Mm-hmm. And I corrected it. And now it's like go, 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 go after a wedding. Everything's good. It's always the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and, you know, I. Every-
0: oh. I think we lost her. We're going to wait just a second and see if...
1: There we go. <laughs> sorry. Are
0: you back, Madison?
1: I'm back. See, this is why I'm not good at technology.
0: Don't listen to me. <laughs> All right, we,
1: Don't we, listen to me.
0: You're back online. Now, I will say there's okay. a little bit of a delay at the moment. Um, okay. So what I might do is if, if you can hang up from the call and just call back in, I'll let you back okay. in and I think we'll be able to get lined back up again. Does that work for you? Perfect.
1: Yeah, sorry. Right.
0: No, no worries.
1: Awesome.
0: So, so as I mean this is this is really first of all, super gracious of Madison to to come on the show like this and be willing to admit the shortcomings. But I hear what she's saying and I, I th- there's something that very much I can I can relate to in this regard. Oh, she's calling back in. Let's see. We're going to let her back in. Let's see if we can get back to uh if we can get back to the split screen. There we go. There all right, we're go. back. All right, cool. Audio is synced and everything. We're good to go.
1: I got it fixed. Nothing's going to fall again, I swear. <laughs>
0: okay. I got no worries. It. So we're going to keep going, though.
1: Failure. So, failure, fail- failure.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know. Before we keep, because I'd love to get one or two more examples from you of just individual failures or so-called mm-hmm. failures you've experienced. But failure is such a strong word, too. And that's part of the reason mm-hmm. I was asking about the definition, your definition about it. Um, and Chelsea, by the way, Chelsea says, every photographer has that one card failure that changes yeah, everything. Oh Absolutely true. Yeah, uh, that I, I've definitely, I've experienced this both with loss of film when I was shooting film, um, as well as corrupt cards. It can be super stressful, uh, for sure. But what, what I was going to say, Madison is your, your mm-hmm. take on failure. Are we talking about extreme, like when we, when we say failure, are we talking about just a shortcoming in the moment where we made a mistake? Mm-hmm. Failure seems like such an extreme, very strong yeah. word. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit before we go further?
1: Yeah. So I think. You know, I th- I've always felt that, you know, people define failure a little bit differently. Um, sure. me being a perfectionist ah. doesn't seem like a very much a perfectionist today. No, I But I me you, being though. a perfectionist, um, every little mistake I've made I make, I feel like I am just failing. I feel mm. like the world is against me and I'm horrible and why am I doing this? And I'm failing wow um, and so you're pretty I hard think, on yourself <laughs> I'm pretty hard on myself um, <laughs> but I think you know I've worked so hard for this business mm. and I worked so hard for my couples and I think it's like when and any little thing goes
0: uh oh we lost Madison again Madison are you there I think we've had a pretty good record so far. We've had kind of minimal technical issues. Madison, I'm I'm, I'm hearing uh you come back in. Are you still there? Oh, she was kind of in and out just a little bit. So we'll give her just a second. Maybe she can call back in. We'll try at least one more time. Um, Sorry about the technical issues, everybody who's listening in and and live streaming with us for that matter. Uh, And now I'll try to be a good host and fill the space in the meantime. Oh, here she goes. Okay. Calling back in. This is like doing live radio or something. This is super fun. All right. Let's get back to split screen view for everybody watching the live stream. And Madison's back.
1: <laughs> we, had, we had just have a, a huge storm happening right now in Charleston. So I don't know if anybody else is in Charleston, but I think it just knocked our power out. So there goes the internet. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. But
1: I have, I have 5G, so I think, I think we'll be okay. I, I think we're good.
0: It's looking good, sounding good so far. So we'll okay. just stick with that. For now, like yeah, a, yeah.
1: I don't know if that was like a little tiny tornado or what, but it just came whooshing all of a sudden, knocked the power out. So, wow, okay, there okay. Well,
0: here's something we can make it through the rest. But you were talking about the way mm-hmm. that you define failure and kind of the extreme nature of it. Yeah, Is, do you think that's because of your background, or what, what? where does that thought process come from?
1: You know, I think it just comes from who you know, my personality in general. My mom's the same way, she actually she's a teacher and she builds, um, like she builds things like huge kitchen tables and oh wow all the things okay uh, for like her little side hustle. Mm. Um, and she's like, if one thing is messed up, she's just like nitpicky all the time. And so mm. I think that's where I get it from as well. Um, and she's like that to this day. And honestly, I was not like that a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, but I think that as I get older, you know, I'm still really very young as I get older. Um, as I have a two and a half year old I think I, I have to be nitpicky and like constantly like what's what's happening you know perfectionist kind of thing, so sure. I think it do I think it does stem from family history uh, and something that maybe I've picked up on the way, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: as we probably all do in some form or fashion. now I, yeah. I totally understand where you're coming from. I just wanted mm-hmm. to give a little more context to that, but you were mm-hmm. talking so you gave an example of one particular Mm -hmm. so-called failure, if you will, where you lost data from a memory card. Mm -hmm. Andres, who's actually listening on or watching on YouTube, he says, I remember when I accidentally (laughs) formatted my card. It's such a scary experience. It totally is. That can be super nerve wracking. It's horrible. So we're just going to rub this in a little bit more, Madison. Give us one or two more examples of what you would kind of define as a failure that you experienced in the last year or two, just to give some context to our listeners before we talk about how you've kind of proactively Mm -hmm. stepped beyond those failures.
1: Yeah. So, um, I think a lot of my failures kind of happened, um, in the very beginning of Mm. when I was starting, which, you know, everybody does, um, you know, there's always going to be that client that just, just, just doesn't work out. And, um, you know, you can do everything right. You can, um, treat them the best way that you can, Mm. but in the end they're just not happy. and are not happy with the photos. And, Mm. you know, I think the good business owner thing to say is that it's your fault. Um, Because, you know, a lot of our educators tell us, you know, if something's wrong, it's your fault. Uh, Or not a lot of our educators, but some of our educators say, you know, if something bad happens, you just have to take the blame for it. It's your fault. And, you just have to go with it. And so ultimately it was all my fault. I don't know what I did, um, but you know, I, I can very much relate blame. to
0: what you're describing too, yeah. because I, in my personal life and in my business life, I've, mm-hmm. I've come to to realize that what, what I feel like is a reality, which is mm-hmm. anytime there's a frustration on my part in an experience interacting with someone else or another organization mm-hmm. or whatever the case. Yeah. Almost anytime. Anyway, I still, I, I feel like there's some, even if it's a small opportunity, some small opportunity, to have done something a little bit differently to make Mm -hmm. that interaction a little bit better. Um, So I'm pretty hard on myself too. And I'm Mm -hmm. constantly working on, on improving and changing uh, because I think there's really always opportunity to do such a thing. But uh, I I can very much relate to the, the angst that comes Mm -hmm. along with that thought process too. So in this, this case with your client who was, was it a particular client that you had a hard time with?
1: Yeah, it was a particular client that I had a very hard time with. Um, And you know, like you said, I feel like I've I'm constantly improving but you know when I think back to a failure this is something that really just dug on me and hurt me and um I won't get in like super deep into like the specifics of it but um you know it just I delivered the gallery and they were just not happy and I, I thought images were beautiful. Um, my, you know, friends and family were, you know, that those are beautiful. Those are beautiful. Mm. Um, you know, when they were posted on Facebook, everybody was commenting, those are beautiful. Those are beautiful. Um, when the client was posting them on Facebook, those are so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, but I think it honestly came down to, Hey, I just want my money back. And mm. you know, I don't know what that was reason for. Maybe they just, didn't have any money and they just wanted their money back or whatever. I just gave it back to them because obviously things change nowadays. I know how to handle those kinds of situations, sure. but you know, when, when I was starting out, I was like, Oh my gosh, this person's not happy. You know, I think you have to realize as a business owner that you're not going to make every single one of your couples hundred percent happy. Sure. Um, especially, well, not in the beginning. Um I think it's very much possible to do that, you know, when you grow and when you mm. learn and when you have many things nailed down, but in the beginning I think that the when you're failing and when you're making these mis- not necessarily failing to your to your end, but when when you're making these mistakes over and over again, um you start to realize okay, it's not me, but it's the clients that I'm allowing into my business. And I think that we talked about this on the last book of mm. Podcast episode, but mm-hmm. Um, nailing down the clients that you want a part of your business is so important. And so when I made that mistake of allowing that person into my business to destroy me and to be a naysayer, um, and to just, just throw me down slash my name, um, when I allowed that type of personality to come into my business, you know, it, it, it wrecks me for a couple of months, not necessarily with business, but as just as a person, I think people have to realize that we are people too. And, you know, we make mistakes and it happens. But anyway, I, I think that what I learned from that particular mistake was now I have it nailed down as to who I'm going to allow into my business. Um, and it's nothing personal if, you know, I choose not to, it's just, I think that they would be better off with someone else, maybe just a little bit closer to their personality. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how I correct the mistake. I'm now constantly doing – I know we talked about this in the last book podcast, podcast episode, but constantly doing the Zoom calls, really getting to know these people. And if, you know, a conversation can't be carried throughout the Zoom call, I think it's probably not best that, you know – I take them on as a couple or anything sure. like that just because we probably just don't have any similarities, which is totally fine. But hmm. that's kind of what I've learned from from that particular mistake.
0: Okay. So, I, I, and I'm sure we could continue to list your yeah. failures. I don't want to continue yeah. to highlight those. You, you've already <laughs> shared a couple of practical ways that you dealt with those particular mm-hmm. situations when it came to workflow, developing a, a more specific Workflow Mm -hmm. for the sake of backing up your files, managing your files, backing up your files, and of course, making sure that you mitigate the possibility of losing said files, Mm
1: -hmm. dealing
0: with a client experience, learning how to better filter for clients who actually match your brand and Mm -hmm. the type of service that you are attempting to offer. That's super important. You're right that yeah. like in some cases the chemistry is not there, and that's that is totally fine. And there's another business that can serve mm-hmm. them, and letting them go to that is the better way to go than dealing with the potential drama that comes yeah. from bringing somebody mm-hmm. on who's just not a good fit. So there's that piece too. Maybe this is part of these things that you just shared, or part of uh, the answer to my next question. But I, I wanted mm-hmm. to to ask specifically for lessons that you've learned from these failures. You've mentioned failures. Mm-hmm. But of course, if, if, to your earlier point, the very beginning, you talked about how we can this can be a negative failure where we fixate mm-hmm. on the situation and it stops there. Mm-hmm. Or exactly. we can frame that failure as an opportunity to learn and then with that new information, be able to move on more effectively as business owners, right? Yeah. So to that end, let's be practical about it. When it comes to failure, what are the top three lessons that you've learned in this kind of new adventure as a business owner when it comes to how to move beyond failure?
1: Yeah. So, for one, uh, the main thing is don't not letting failure define your entire journey. Um, so, not letting failure really dig into your business. Um, if, if, like, for example, a negative failure, if you take that negative failure and you let it dig into you and you stop and you're done, that obviously affects your entire journey, and you don't want that. Um, so, the number one thing that I've learned. From these failures, is don't let one failure define your entire journey. Don't let one failure define your entire business or you as a person. I think when we when we start a business and we um, you know start these things, I think we kind of do change as people, especially when you're starting a business at 20 years old. I think that that's something that, um, which is when I started mine. You know, you change as a person. What's the age? I don't even know what the age is that your brain stops
0: supposedly growing. 25, I think is, is where yeah. your prefrontal cortex is fully formed, which is yeah. kind of crazy when you think about the things yeah. I, mean, I I got married when I was twenty twenty, 20 actually as well. Yeah. So the, the decisions that we make sometimes in life before our brains even fully formed, it's kind I of know. funny to think about that and, and a little bit disconcerting as well. Yeah. Um. But, it, but keep going. I, I didn't want to interrupt your flow of thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Um. But yeah, I think, you know, you just, you're always constantly learning, um, always. And, you know, when you're young, and you start a business young, you know, and you have a family, you know, your business kind of changes your personality. And it can be in a bad way, or it can be in a good way. And Probably a a lot of that comes from the pressure too.
0: Don't you think that that this like felt responsibility Mm -hmm. of, Oh, now I have to provide for my family in some way, whether it's the sole income, part of the income, I've got kids, I have a partner, like this is a Mm -hmm. big deal now. It's not just about me playing around with a camera.
1: Exactly. No, and it's not. Um, so for, for, in my situation, I am the sole provider for our family. Um, my husband's in the military, but uh, it it definitely has changed my personality. Sure. And if I would have if I would have let that those failures define me and all the other mistakes that I had made, mm. we would not, you know, be living in Charleston. You right. know, we moved to Charleston, by the way. <laughs> um, we would not, you know, be living in Charleston. We wouldn't, you know, have these things. And so I think it, you know, if you let your failure define your journey, you're never gonna know where you're gonna end up. Um, so don't let it define you and keep going because you just, oh, just wait till you get to the, not to the end because there is no end of a business owner, but just wait till you get there.
0: The to other, the other place. side of that failure, the right? other side. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. Wait till you get the other side and it's, it's going to be really great. So, I, I, I love um, this
0: and very way, By the way, this is a very mature perspective coming from somebody who's relatively young. I mean, yeah. in the context of, of things. So <laughs> I have a lot of respect for you for that. And yeah. I think it's also important Thanks. to remember, this is certainly something I need to remember, which is not only should we not let our failures define us but we should mm-hmm. also be careful in our especially our close relationships not to let other people's mistakes or shortcomings define them as well yeah. right there's a certain amount of mm-hmm. grace uh, that is important to consider when it comes to how we look at ourselves as business owners, but certainly the way that we engage with others. I think that's that's a really mm-hmm. important lesson and a good reminder as well. So, okay. So I'm, I'm writing, mm-hmm. I'm taking notes in case you saw me looking down okay. or anybody's watching, seems yeah. to be looking down. I've got a pen in hand. I've got a notebook here. I'm taking notes. The first thing is don't let the failure define your business or define exactly. your journey as a business owner. I think this is super important. Mm-hmm. Take us to the next point.
1: Yeah. So this kind of this next point kind of stems from the first one. Um and that is don't let your failure define the way you treat your friends and your family. Hmm. So this is definitely something that I struggle with in the beginning. Um I will be the first person to say that um uh, mistakes and failure and stress of being a business owner affected my family, maybe not in a big huge defining way, um but affected personalities, you know, when I when I when something happened, for example, when that happened with the with that with that with that card, um, I stood up. You know, all my family was around me watching a movie, or not my family. My husband and my son were around me sure. uh, watching this movie, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what just happened to me?" And I'm like freaking out while pacing around the living room, like. What's happening? What is happening? On the verge of like a midlife crisis. I <laughs> a midlife
0: crisis at twenty one. Maybe yeah. not a midlife crisis.
1: <laughs> but maybe like maybe like a full blown panic attack. Yeah. Going crazy. I mean, I think anybody that ha- that has has happened oh, to it's just I get crazy. It. Yeah. So you know, I'm pacing around. i just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And you know, my son's crying because he's like, what's happening? Why is she screaming? <laughs> What's happening? Chaos in the house, and so I think that's just kind of a small way to say maybe I should have walked upstairs, shut the door, Mm. and really. And now that's what I do. If something happens Mm. to where you know I've I've done something, and for example, when I was first starting out, I had accidentally double booked a um, client for one day. It was just an engagement session, but I had double booked it on accident. well then it was after all that had happened a few a few months later down the road um, but I walked upstairs shut the door and I was like okay how shall I fix this <laughs> um, and I you know contacted the client I said hey you know I made this mistake and I think that's the thing when you make a mistake like that just be honest don't try mm-hmm. to beat the bush around the mistake I called the client I said, I made a mistake. I accidentally double booked you with another client for this day. Um, and she was, oh, fine. You know, that's no big deal. We just did it the next day and it was totally fine. But I think, you know, as a business owner, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to ruin me. Like business owners don't make mistakes. Photographers don't make mistakes. My educators, they never make mistakes. Wrong. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. And I think um, when you realize that, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's not often that people are going to say, oh, I did this or I did this. Um, and so it's not often that you hear that people make mistakes, but I think that you have to understand that it happens. Um, so maybe not letting that affect your friends and your family or your marriage um, and just kind of separating that business and state in those kind of situations. State, of, yeah, state. emotional
0: state, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Exactly. Just kind of, you know, you're a business owner and sometimes you have to keep that separate. Mm -hmm. So you have to say, okay, I've made this mistake. Don't, don't take it out on your family. Don't take it out on your husband. Let's, let's figure this out um, as a business owner. Um, If you need to contact another business owner, do it, do whatever you got to do, but don't let it affect your, your friends and your family at
0: all. That's a, you know, it's a great reminder. Both these concepts are not earth shattering or mm-hmm. super complicated, but they're, they're important mm-hmm. points that are easy to forget in the moment, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of photographers based on my experience about 20 years in the industry now, a mm-hmm. lot of photographers, including myself, by the way, are pretty yeah. emotional people, right? So yeah. in the yeah. moment, as you pointed out, first of all, it's easy to make a way bigger deal of an individual incident. Mm-hmm then we actually need to, because in the scheme of things, yeah. it's actually not that big of a deal. Yeah. Or to your second point, to, in the moment, because we're emotional creatures, we respond in anger or in angst, and we let that, as you said, affect the relationships with those around us. And yeah. uh, it's so disconcerting. Even now, if, yeah. if I let this happen in my own life, I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed, frankly, after the fact. And so just mm-hmm. keeping, keeping that front of mind, Uh, and being highly self-aware when it comes to dealing Mm -hmm. with that particular situation and how we are then behaving as a result. I think a lot of people, Mm -hmm. especially in our culture in 2021, the the conversation, at least in American culture is such that we kind of, we allow our feelings to define who we are, which Mm -hmm. is a a really massive mistake because it interferes with reality, right? There's, there's feelings which are are, are certainly felt in a realistic, in a real way, but then there's the reality of how those feelings translate to our behavior Mm-hmm. Which actually affects the world around us, and so yes. we need to make sure not to allow the feelings to drive us to behave in such a way, especially in the context of your current point, where it affects our relationships negatively. Mm-hmm. It's a really great reminder. So let's yep. we, we've got first of all, don't let Two. failures define mm-hmm. our our journey and our business, our journey as a business owner. Yes, uh, we should also not allow those failures to enter. Or interfere with or affect ultimately negatively our relationships mm-hmm. with those around us, those that are closest to us. Right. What's that third lesson?
1: Yeah, so um, I kind of mentioned this in the previous point, but n- whenever you make a mistake, stop everything that you're doing and immediately try to correct the mistake. Don't sit and avoid the mistake because it will ah. get worse. Um, it will not get any better. For example, if I would have. Let's say I double booked that client and if I would have not called her and said, you know, Hey, I, this is, this is the mistake that I made. Um, can we please do this another day? I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, if I would have just said, Oh, maybe she'll get, maybe she'll get sick or, or not sick. Maybe she'll, maybe they can't come that day. We'll just, we'll just see what happens. We'll just see what happens. No, that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> you have to, you have to fix And correct what you did. Mm. And you have to be honest. If you're the one that made the mistake, you have to correct it. You have to fix it. You have to be honest about Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're not honest and you don't fix it, it will make your life a living hell. I promise you need to fix your mistake. Um, you know, we and, can't and, and, stick our
0: head in the sand and expect it to go away. Right. Exactly. I, I've been, I've no, been guilty yeah. of that for sure. <laughs> we, we have to, it's, I know. in the moment, again, being emotional people, it's, it's easy to, to just kind of cower in fear yeah. or to be like, Oh, not dealing with that. Now I'm going to push that aside. Exactly. And the reality is it doesn't go away. We, we do have to face yeah. it. Down. And again, it's a simplistic notion, but, but I know that as photographer, the photography business owners, we're all, many of us anyway, are quite guilty of that. So it's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. And being proactive, facing that thing head on, dealing with Mm -hmm. it, knowing that probably in many cases, if not most cases, it's probably not even as bad as we're talking about, as we're making it out to be. And if we just face it and we address it honestly, and I am glad that you highlight the significance of that that Mm -hmm. honest conversation, not only that we're having with our client, but also with ourselves, right? That we're Mm -hmm. dealing with it head on, then... On the other side of that, again, is going to be a pretty big sense of relief. We're going to be able yeah. to move on, continue to, to build our business. Mm-hmm. Back to the earlier point that you were making, too, about creating boundaries with re- regards to client. Chelsea mm-hmm. I'll pop this up on screen for everybody who's watching the live stream. And she says, I feel this so much, Madison. Boundaries are so important. I just had that happen from a client I booked years ago, but finally got to shoot recently. Looking back, I probably wouldn't have booked that client knowing what I do now. But in the beginning, you're just mm-hmm. happy that anyone would trust you. And it's true. Yeah. But then, in some cases, we learn, and maybe the hard way, as as um, was discussed, that yeah. <laughs> that we need to put some type of a filter in place. And as long as we have clarity as far as our brand is concerned, then it will enable us to do just that. So by the way, Chelsea and and Andres, I appreciate your comments today. And for anybody else who might be watching or listening, take advantage of these live streams, comment, ask questions, love the engagement. We have just a few minutes left though, Madison, and Mm -hmm. and I want to jump to one more question because leading up to our conversation today, not only did you mention the significance of your experience with failure and how Mm -hmm. you've been able to ultimately step beyond that, right? Not let that bog you down completely. One of the Mm -hmm. other things that you mentioned were that there were some people, it sounds like, that had Mm -hmm. tried to kind of ruin or defeat you to ultimately be naysayers. Can you explain what you mean by that?
1: Yeah. So I think, um, you know, before I tell you what happened, because it's horrible, Um, you know, in life, there are going to always be people who are not going to cheer you on, Um, you know, whether you are a photographer, business owner, um, you know, just in general, there are always going to be people who, you know, just... Are not on your side. Uh, I think we all have witnessed of that a little bit in the business journey. Sure. Um, all business owners have clients that just have nothing better to do than this. or not clients necessarily, but people that have nothing better to do than to try and ruin you matter. How good of a job you had and how well you take care of them, just like happened. I was talking about in the previous um, question where you asked you know a, a particular mistake or something that had affected you and my business. Um, but you know, this is definitely something that happened to me um, that I think I turned it into a very positive failure. And this is why I'm on the podcast episode today. So if you were wondering why I wanted to talk about all my failures, this is why. So I would say probably about two months ago, um, there was someone who made a fake Instagram account and a couple people or a person who made several Instagram accounts that, completely just ripped me a new one. Um, You know, on all of my Instagram posts, they probably commented on every single post that I had on Instagram over and over and over again. It's probably spent all day doing this bless their hearts. Um, They are on all my Facebook posts, all my Instagram posts saying, you know, this is horrible. I can't even believe you're a photographer. What are you doing with your life? Blah, 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 blah. Constantly over and over and over again. Um, I don't know who this was. I don't even know how they found me. But they were completely attacking me. Um, And, you know when that was happening, it all kind of happened within like an hour span. I was on the way to an engagement session. Um, one that I was, which I'm excited about all of them, but one that I was very excited about, my couples had a couple had a very high expectation of me. Um, it was something that they were so excited about for months and months and months on on And, um, and I, you know, originally, you know, a year ago, that would have completely like wiped me out. I wouldn't even have been able to do my best on my engagement session just because I kind of took back then I would have taken those comments seriously. But now, you know, obviously I knew what was happening. But that was something that actually really hurt me. Um sure. something that I was like, why would anybody, you know, why would anybody do this to me, being like the perfectionist? I'm like, you think my pictures are horrible? What? <laughs> like you know <laughs> Obviously, it only matters, you know, what you think, but you know, I man, it just really tore me apart. But I decided to take that and say, you know what? I'm gonna message Nathan and I'm gonna say, hey, I want to be on Poca po- Boca Podcast episode again, and I'm gonna <laughs> talk about failure and I want to say, talk about how. I took these situations and how you all can take these situations and turn them into something completely different. That ended up being one of my favorite engagement sessions of my entire career. Um, And so, and the, the couple, they just, oh, they just rave every day to me about their images. And so I think when you, when you turn your mindset and you say, okay, this person thinks I, my pictures are horrible. We'll watch this, you know, like here's some more, here's some more photos yeah. that you can see. Yeah. Um, uh, now obviously I like blocked those Instagram accounts. Um, we didn't like private message them or anything, but sure. that would be re- ridiculous. Um, but I, um, you <laughs> I wanted to, I, you know, just took that and I moved forward and I turned it into something that was really, really great. Um, And did amazing on that engagement session and just grew this new confidence in myself that um, is, you know, staying with me to this day. Uh, I think that kind of I know it seems kind of like a small thing, but it's something that really turned me around. And Mm -hmm. now I walk into a wedding day and I'm walking to an engagement session. This was before. So May has been my busiest month of my entire career. Um, and I knew that I had to have a certain mindset for this month. And Mm -hmm. so that was like the most, it sounds weird, but that was like the most perfect thing that could have happened to me right before this huge life-changing month, um, in my career. And so I think, when you, when you take something like that and you turn it around, you just have no idea what it's going to do for you because it definitely woke me up with this brand new confidence. Like walking into every shoe. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. If I make a tiny mistake, don't fester over it, fix it and move forward. So that's just, just something that happened to me and something that, uh, well, brought me here.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I appreciate you, your willingness to, to come to have this conversation. Again, yeah. you're super gracious. I was saying this even when you had to hang up earlier and log back in. We were having those technical issues. Um, I was just saying how gracious you are to be willing to come on the show and, and open mm-hmm. up and share. And again, what we're, not, what we're talking about here aren't super complicated concepts. It's The significance yeah. is the reminder from somebody mm-hmm. who is relatively new to the business has just faced this in a very fresh way or, and certainly recently and that the mm-hmm. fact that you're willing to share from those experiences, not only the experience itself, but then what you learn from it, how you've been able to move on from it, I think is really great. Mm-hmm. When I listen to you describe how you moved beyond that situation, it seems like it started maybe number one with perspective, right? So if yes. you're, you realize, you put in context these comments, that mm-hmm. renewed or changed perspective, it enables you not only to look at that differently, but to move on. And then you yeah. used those criticisms and this ridiculous behavior to fuel mm-hmm. an even higher energy that you were throwing into your business. You're like, you know mm-hmm. what? I, I, watch watch this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, is yeah. pretty, which is pretty brilliant. Would you say that, are there any other particular practical takeaways from that experience that you would recommend to our listeners? Is that kind of sum it up?
1: Yeah. So um, I think another thing I would say is, you know, like I said earlier, there's going to be people that are going to try to tear you down, random people that you don't even know. You have, they don't even have any business being in your business. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, you are as good as you know you are. Um, and, you know, it's it would be easy for me to, to look at those comments and say, oh, my gosh, like, for example, one of the comments was, you know, if you do this in editing, you know, maybe that'll change some things. You know what? I actually read that comment and went back, did it, fixed that in editing, and then kind of made the image look better. And, and so, you learned
0: from it. yeah. And it's all, it's it. all so how I we think, frame it, right?
1: Exactly. So I think if, if maybe you would have taken those other comments and said, well, those comments were just downright hateful and awful, and nobody deserves to hear that. But there were some comments that was like, oh, well, okay. I think maybe if you get too defensive and you say, yes. oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Like I'm perfect, you know, whatever you have to really humble yourself in this business and you have to understand, you know, every, everybody's style is different, but in that circum- certain circumstance, they were right. And it, I wouldn't change that. And it, it, it fixed everything. And so, you know, I think sometimes you listen and sometimes you don't, you really just have to be able to differentiate sure. which which way you need to go. Um, yeah. But I think if somebody's just being downright hateful to you, you don't have any business listening to that, and you don't need to listen to that. So no, just I move mean, forward. And
0: yeah, at that point, they're not there to help you. They're, no, they're compensating for some insecurity or issue mm-hmm. in their life, and and it's pretty obvious. So yeah, perspective again, perspective matters mm-hmm. quite significantly yeah. in, in this conversation, in this con- the context, this particular scenario in particular. Mm-hmm. I, I, one area, just one last thing here before we finish up, um, I know we have just a few minutes left and I kind of want to push back a little bit. I'm curious to get your Mm -hmm. take. You said um, that ultimately we determine how good we are or how good our work Mm is. Where do you think that line, or we cross that from that line into maybe the significance of our client's perception? Because, you know, I, I think back to like watching, do you ever watch American Idol? the show America. Yes. Has. Okay. Or even any comparable reality TV shows where there's a judge uh-huh. involved and the judge is telling them they like them or don't like them. Right. Yeah. And, and to this day, it still cracks me up thinking about the responses of some of the artists in the moment who are like, mm-hmm. I don't care what you who have yeah. 30 years in, in and production in the music industry think about me. I think I'm great. And there's, yes. there's a certain level of, of ignorance there, I think, and, or naivety naive, and ego. You're talking. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you referred to this idea of ego that we have to set aside for the mm-hmm. sake of keeping an open mind when we're getting feedback. Yeah. But I think that is also important to keep in mind when it comes to how we see our work. Do, where, for you, do you think is the balance between a certain level of self-confidence, certainly, but also mm-hmm. acknowledging that at the end of the day, what really actually matters is the client's experience or mm-hmm. the client's perception of our work, the people yes. that we're actually serving.
1: Yeah. So this is so hard to, to really kind of separate, um, and something that I've always struggled with, you know, and I think a lot of people struggle with this. It's, it's okay. Your client doesn't like this, this photo, your client doesn't like this photo, but you love it. You love it. Um, this isn't something that I really get a lot of the time now, okay. um, as my style has been defined, but I think starting out as a business as a photographer, um, there has been a case where it's like, Oh, I don't really like this photo, but you're like, what? Like that was, that was so good. That was so good, but they don't like it. Um, and I think it may be come down to, maybe that's what they weren't expecting. And I think beginning as a photographer, um, you're, you're still nailing down the style. You're still nailing, nailing down, you know, you're still learning how to shoot properly. Um, and so I think it's okay if that happens because Mm -hmm. they may not just been right for you. Um, And, or you may just not have been right for them, uh, vice versa, either way. So I think uh, it's so hard to kind of answer that question because it's like,
0: I know it's, there's not an abs- absolute answer to the question. I think yeah. at the very least I wanted to highlight the significance though of mm-hmm. making sure that we do keep in mind our client's perspective because yes. photographers a lot of times, and I'm sure I've been guilty of it as well, mm-hmm. we kind of get caught up in what we think is the best yeah. or is right in the moment. Yeah. And, and I think it does require a certain amount of confidence to be, a lot of people refer to photography as, or categorize ourselves as artists. So if we're going to do that as a so-called artist, we have to have a certain amount of confidence mm-hmm. if we're going to create a brand in a particular style and put that out in the world and, and represent that consistently. Yeah. There's gotta be a certain amount of confidence there, but I think at the yes. end of the day, it is, I mean, we don't have a business unless we yeah. are able to have the opportunity to serve a client. Mm-hmm. And if the client's not happy with the end product, no amount yes. of confidence in no. whatever it is that we're <laughs> offering is going to change the fact that they're not going to no, pay money for that. Not. Right. So no,
1: absolutely not. go ahead so so I think so, I think that um, this is something that I have done to avoid uh the fact that so I think in the beginning you're nailing down your style you're you're doing all these things um and you're right at the end of the day, it matters what the client loves, but I think it also matters how you choose which clients you choose, and so I like that. this is how I kind of avoid um having clients that are expecting something different. And so the client's expecting something different
0: than their. Oh, we lost, we lost Madison again. Uh, For anybody who's been watching the live stream or maybe noticed it in the audio there, we've had kind of a weak connection. If you missed it earlier in the show, apparently they lost power. They were having a big storm there in the Charleston area. And uh, it looks like we lost her altogether. I'm not sure if we lost power uh, the battery ran out on the phone, she, she was actually using her phone um, for the the uh, live stream i'll give her a second to, to call back in um, in the meantime, I, I think we've very well summed up the conversation here I mean especially as it relates to to failures. Madison's so gracious and generous to be willing to share uh, where maybe she tripped up a little bit. But yet learn from that experience and moved on, built a stronger business as a result. I think that's really the big takeaway from from the day. And then as well, if we have naysayers in the process of running a business, super important, number one, to maintain a perspective about who is commenting and whether or not we should give credence or significance to those comments, to that perspective. Uh, But then also keep an open mind to the possibility that there might be constructive criticism there that we can learn from. That enables us, again, to further grow from that experience. And I think that's super important as well. Uh, It looks like we may have lost Madison. So we're going to go ahead today and sign off for the time being. For those of you who are watching, make sure, or listening, make sure that you go, and I'm going to pop this up on the screen, that you go to Instagram.com slash photography by Madison Banks. Excuse me, photography, Madison Banks, Instagram.com, photography, Madison Banks. I think I added the buy earlier uh, in in the Madison Banks and then it's madisonbanksphoto.com. Let me make sure that you all go to not only your site, check out her work. It's beautiful, beautiful design. We talked about her new website design earlier, but also make sure that you follow Madison. Again, photography, Forgive me if I put buy in there earlier. Photography Madison Banks on Instagram. We'll link to it in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for listening in, for listening to not only or watching the live stream, but those of you who are listening to the audio, just a quick reminder again, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Boca B-O-K-E-H Podcast, B-O K-E-H podcast. Keep up to date with the next live stream. So you can come hang out with us, ask questions, make comments, as you may have seen or heard done today. Love the engagement. We want it to be a a group conversation, if you will. There's opportunity to ask the guests questions about the topic that we're addressing. And I think that's really cool too. Let's make it a group conversation. Let's make it a community conversation. Come hang out with us. Follow us at bokehpodcast.com. I'll pop this up on the screen, B-O-K-E-H Podcast. Uh, well, you can go to dot com, but Boca podcast on Instagram as well. Follow us there. We'd love to have you next time. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. I hope you have an absolutely brilliant day and we'll talk to you more soon. Bye-bye.